Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. I'm so excited you are here today. And guess what? We are talking about narcissism, narcissists, um, and all of their ugliness that comes along with them and ways that you can really, um, I want you to understand them so you can learn to massively, obviously avoid them. Or if you are dealing with one, start to realize, okay, I'm not crazy because we know about gaslighting, right? I'm going to have to do a podcast on gaslighting again. Do not allow yourself to be gaslit by a narcissist. And basically what it means is crazy. You feel crazy because everything they're telling you that is true is not true. And before you know it, you have no idea what is true, what is real, what isn't real. And basically that's because who they are is not actual person. It's an illusion. Okay. They show you who they want you to see. So a 2008 national um, study in the Journal um, of Clinical Psychiatry said that about 6% of the total population qualifies as um, for an NPD diagnosis. NPD is narcissistic personality disorder because it is a severe personality disorder. So 7, 7.7% are men, it says, and um, of, the, of that 6% and 4.8% are women. Um, now, one of the things that people get confused about is that a codependent is not a narcissist, but a codependent can have narcissistic traits, right? So um, a lot of people will come to me and be like, Heather, I'm sure I'm a narcissist. Well, one, you wouldn't say that to me. Um, and two, you could have narcissistic traits, right? That, But that's not being a full-blown narcissist. Um, so, you know, NPDs, have this exaggerated belief of their own self importance, right? And most of the time, typically, it's not based on reality or facts, okay? And they want and expect others to share this inflated, unrealistic appreciation of their fabulousness. And, um, but the problem is that, you know, they're so consumed with feeling special, unique, and gifted, um, and they're not, they are actually, here, everybody is, everybody is unique, gifted, and um, talented, right, but they, there's this so hidden and buried underneath that it's very difficult to ever get it out because they live in this imbalanced world, and that's due to their inflated sense of self-importance, okay? And they're very prone to exaggerating achievements and, and talents. Um, and they just want to be recognized as superior, exceptional. Guess what? <coughs> Despite not really having any, ex being exceptional in much, right? So another sense, a, a piece of a narcissist, and if you've ever been married to one in a relationship one, had a coworker, a parent, whatever, there's a sense of entitlement, okay, and they have this um, this exaggerated feelings of being superior. And entitled narcissists believe, <coughs> excuse me, that they deserve special treatment and unearned privileges, right? So they have a, a lot of people will say that oh god, that guy's got a chip chip on the shoulder, and they do, they do. Um, 
You see, because they're carrying this very heavy, heavy unconscious burden of shame and deep feelings of inadequacy, right? So compensating through this, uh, um, through an obsession, they use their power, okay? And they become fixated on making sure everybody believes around them that they're powerful and that they're who they're not. They say they are, right? So what they'll often do is keep people off kilter um, by telling, um, you know, the, uh, let's say you have a um, a narcissist and they have, they keep their, everybody, all the people, the groups that they belong to separately, right? Because they tell lies to everybody else, to each, to each group. So they might tell one lie to their children, another lie to friends, another lie to family, to other family members, right? Every, nobody knows the truth. Nobody ever knows the full truth, whole, whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help you God. Ever. Ever. Nobody. Everybody's told different pieces of stories. Right? So you don't know what's true and you don't know what's not. And actually, a lot of the time, they're very good at pitting each other, people against each other. So then why? Why? Because then it keeps them from each group talking to one another. Right? So they have such low, low self-esteem that they'll overreact to their mistakes. Why? Because they're perceived as flaws and they are very, very acutely sensitive about, you know, making errors or the, if you even think about criticizing them or judging them or they feel it's coming, they will attack. They're very good at becoming rageaholics, right? Um, and what happens is if you, let's say you give a narcissist constructive criticism, well, guess what? It's like they, they're thinking to themselves, this, their inner critic is basically saying, based on you know that belief that says, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not, but on, on steroids, the automatic negative thought comes in if you give them constructive criticism as, oh, yeah, this person, yeah, he or she is trying to totally embarrass you on purpose. They are purposely and maliciously trying to make you feel less than and what happens is that self-esteem simply cannot handle the humiliation so they instantly like instantly feel anger and contempt for the judgmental person in their mind who's judgmental but it's not judgmental it's constructed criticism and especially in a job they have a hard time um staying within a job so um so they'll either, you know, they'll act, react in smugness or angrily, and a lot of the times, even aggressively. And then, alter alternatively, you ready for this? They may shut down emotionally. They may sulk, become passive-aggressive. Now, what is a, a pathological narcissist aggressive reaction to what is referred to as a narcissistic injury. And the narcissistic injury is the shame within the low self-esteem, the no confidence, okay, is called narcissistic rage. Once enraged, they are typically unable to stop or control their destructive behavior. Why? Why? Why do you think? Well, because they are unaware of anything they can't take responsible responsibility for anything 
and those harmful reactions are all about blaming others, right? So these individuals will rarely, rarely apologize for their wrongdoings and do so only when cornered or, keep this in mind, if a positive result may occur from this act of contrition. That's it, okay? So because of these unreasonable expectations they have and their overinflated, you know, egos, MPDs believe that they basically deserve preferential, you know, treatment, routine compliance. And guess what? From an, a narcissistic person's point of view, naturally they should come first, okay? So the entitled you know, NPDs are, you know, they have, um, they insist on getting, you know, what they want immediately. There's no patience, no patience at all. You know, even if like you go to a restaurant, they think they should have that table right away, right? They, they shouldn't wait in line with like anybody else. Um, they, they will shamelessly, um, basically use anything they can to their advantage. And then when you call them out on their behavior, they turn it around and they attack you. They will give you the silent treatment. They will aggressively attack you and they will blame you. It will all be your, you, you know, your, your, your fault, your fault, your fault. So let's look at the covert narcissists. Well, these guys, the covert narcissists are masters of disguise. Okay. So these are, think of like, um, successful actors, even humanitarians, politicians, even priests, right? So these are a lot of, so what happens is with a covert narcissism and they are like hiding all over us as husbands, wives, and children and, and uh, mothers and fathers and blah, blah, blah. Um, they are beloved. They're appreciated, but they're very selfish. They're very calculating. They're controlling. They're angry and they're very vindictive. So they create this illusion of them being so selfless, you know, but they benefit from anything they can exploit. So um, they share basic traits with, you know, all other narcissists, which is attention, affirmation, approval, recognition. But they're very, very good. They're at, cove, you know, remember this is a covert narcissist. So they are good at hiding who they really are. Um so what they what you do, what you don't know about these guys is that um, they're very good at tricking others. Okay, they are successful at you know what trying to um, to give you and show you and pretend that they are this more likable version of themselves. Because what do they believe? And they know if their true characters were uncovered, guess what? You don't get to maintain that status of what you think you are. So, um. You know, a common variation, you know, of the covert narcissist is, you know, the parent who expends an inordinate amount of time and energy taking care of all aspects of their children's lives. Okay. So what these people look like is, oh, they're just the greatest parents, right? They just look, you know, look at how much they give to their kids, blah, blah, blah. But um, really... This is a narcissistic parent a lot of the times, and there's so many different levels of narcissism and different ways it goes, but I'm just showing you one right here. Is that, you know what, really what they will do is, what they wanna show is how much they sacrifice and it's how manipulative it is um, orchestrated for attention and praise.
But to the outside world, they feel like, look like the most giving, generous parent in the world. But in reality, it's all an insatiable, carefully calculated um, need for recognition and respect. And the child's needs become second, okay? You know what? And basically, second to what? Their own narcissistic parents, which is the requirement for validation, affirmation, and attention. So because these covert narcissists can, can you know, create and maintain um, this illusion, they can function in positions traditionally, you know, unattractive to narcissists, even though they are able to, you know, um, even though they feel deeply insecure, um, they somehow have mastered the ability to demonstrate empathy. And so they pull their victims in. Okay. Um, and they, when, when they suck them in, the victim, you know, this is when they begin to use them. So if you're in a relationship with a narcissist, they might use you for money. They might, you know, this is where, Heather, I get people all the time. Why, why are they, do they cheat on me all the time? Are all narcissists chronic cheaters? All narcissists are about getting their needs met. Whatever those needs are, immediately. Okay, so um, when you are feeling like you're going crazy, and you're looking at things that you know are happening and you're being told they're not happening, you have to remind yourself they are happening. You need to seek help, okay? You could, if, if when narcissists are really good at exploiting people, which they are, you will lose money, time, energy, friends, family, your self-esteem, your self-confidence, they have the ability to take everything away from you. Everything. And give you nothing in return. Do you, do you understand that? Like, literally, your life can possibly be ruined. Not forever, but for a while. Let's look at the malignant narcissist, really. I'm going to just look at this one. And then I'll uh, finish up in the next couple um, podcasts about narcissists. So the malignant narcissists are entitled and grandiose. Um, and what they really um, do is they, they have a dangerous sense of dominance in their relationships. So they're outwardly, they're outwardly selfish and unapologetic. Okay, and so they're very suspicious of others, those who could remove them of their position of power. They're belligerent, they're scheming, they're manipulative, and they're always casting themselves as the injured party. Okay, so um, they often rise to influence by claiming they are victims of oppression. Okay, um, they, they're charming, they're popular, they're calculating. Um, they can sympathetically rally support for themselves. Um, and since malignant narcissists are fundamentally insecure and paranoid in their relationships, guess what they do? Well, they counter it by what? Maintaining total control over others. Now, once they have achieved control over you, they will do anything to maintain it. Okay? Including things that I hate to even say. But 
not just stealing, not just even rape, even bad, like things that are deliberately trying to shame their victim, their partner, to keep them in line and to keep what they need going. You know, actually, there's if you if you were to look at um, some of the malignant narcissists in um, in society, okay, that are you know <laughs> that were leaders, Hitler, Stalin, Gaddafi, okay, what what what, what their cruel and harmful treatment of others is what was it reinforced by what? By their need to maintain power, domination, sense of superiority. Okay? Um, and see, a psychopath cannot really distinguish between right and wrong. Okay? Um, they don't, they don't, they can't, they, they don't internalize it, right? Um, and they, you know, they, they've, most of these guys don't form, or women, very meaningful personal social relationships and they rationalize all their actions and but because of their paranoia you know they they will hurt people around them and because of their paranoia about being found out because of their paranoia about being their shame being shown to everyone that they don't want it to see because of all of the hiding the lying the bullshitting the controlling you know they do what they can to keep the story straight, to keep people off balance, and you in control. Now, is your partner a narcissist? Well, I can tell you this. If they are only taking things, only controlling you, if there's, you know, that is something, you you know, set up a free call, ask me. Let's, let, let's figure it out. Because before you know it, your life is ruined. You know, it's very easy for me to figure out the narcissist by, you know, just a few things that people tell me. And um, they're very good at fooling people. I've been fooled by a narcissist twice in all of these years um, when I was working with couples. And when I found it out, I was in shock. It was like, whoa, whoa. Both were covert, very covert. One was covert slash malignant. And... The wool was over my eyes, and it was shocking when I realized it. And then I looked back at all my notes from all of our things, and I'm like, Heather, how did you not see this? But then yet, it wasn't that clear. But then when I looked at it, I'm like, it's clear. But then it wasn't that clear, and I was like, fuck. You know, and they're good. They're good at fooling people. They're good at lying. They're good at manipulating. And what they're really good at is believing their own lies, believing their manipulations, believing that whatever they're doing is okay. And so since they can believe their own bullshit, they have a much easier time convincing you if you want any help deciding what to do with the narcissist. If you want to know if this is a narcissist, how do you get out of it? How do you heal from it? Set up your free call. It's in the it's in the notes. Click on the link. Because guess what? They will ruin your lives. Until next time, thank you for tuning in to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. Bye-bye.